0: Thank mm-hmm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 188 of the WW Bro podcast with me, your host, Anthony D. Domenico, coming to you live every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Facebook and live on Instagram over at ComicAnthonyD. But as always, the podcast is available at WWBROpodcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes, and while you're there, please rate and review. I love reading reviews. I love sharing them on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there, and that's you guys, so definitely go and check that out. Five-star rate and review. Bilt Bar is releasing new flavors, new items, big sales. Go over to BiltBar.com, use code WWBROPODCAST, save yourself at least 10% off your order. And while you're in the buy-in mood, head over to Sail Away Coffee, the best-tasting nitro brew out there. Made here on Long Island, but it ships all over the country. SailAwayCoffee.com. Use code WWBRO10. Save yourself 10%. Uh, The GoFundMe for my buddy John Ziegler is still up. If you guys want to donate, thank you to everybody who has donated. Really, the support has been absolutely amazing, helping John in his time of need. The link is in my link tree over at ComicAnthonyD. Definitely go check that out. Become a Patreon member and get bonus episodes. There will be a bonus episode this week. You can go over to patreon.com slash podcast Become a member and you'll have access to all the bonus episodes. Now, if you're saying, Anthony, you're going to have a bonus episode this week, that means you must have a guest. And yes, I do. I am joined today by Taylor TaylorMadeTasty, Instagram. <laughs> Welcome, Taylor. Very excited to have you on the podcast today.
1: Hi thank you. I'm excited to be here. Excited to speak with
0: you. Yeah, this is exciting. I was looking forward to this one for a while. I (laughs) know we were going back and forth um, because you actually just moved to Texas, which I always wanted to go to Texas until you posted a video of a bug, and I'll never go to Texas now.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's actually really funny because this week, or yesterday, I saw the craziest thing I've ever seen, which... Is a tarantula wasp or some sort of waspy-looking thing yeah. actually like kill a tarantula?
0: Okay, I only see that on YouTube, and I didn't think that was real. That yeah. happens. No, no,
1: no, it's real. Did you see it?
0: No, I saw the other one you posted, like when you first moved there.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. I oh, missed no, that I one. I film that one. Oh, okay. I was just like in pure shock, but yeah, definitely YouTube that. Um, there's a specific name for it, and I can't think of it my right nightmares now, but it
0: looks, huh? It's called my nightmares That's the name for it. that's yeah, exactly
1: right.
0: right. <laughs> that's where it lives in my in my nightmares no i I have a big phobia of of insects and bugs and crawly things I, I don't like them. uh, my nephews a couple of weeks ago they were playing with slugs outside like my friend my nephew Rocco was like oh they're my friends they're my friends I'm like they are your friends they're disgusting put them down go wash your hands <laughs> you want to show them to me i it's i can't i can't deal with that stuff when you first moved there and you posted that picture like welcome to texas i'm like well cross that off the list i'll never go to texas
1: yeah so that actual it's a huntsman spider which my husband tries to <laughs> convince me that we need them around because they eat like mosquitoes and I don't know they eat stuff right so we need them here
0: like well, I'd rather
1: protecting our home
0: I'd rather have a mosquito bite I think
1: right <laughs> um but then that like I don't know if it was the same one but that spider that same type of spider made its way into the house and then that's when we had problems <laughs> okay yeah
0: I mean once it's in the house that's yeah I have I bought a salt gun I don't know if you ever seen these things they shoot oh. they shoot salt. Uh, I've
1: seen it, yes. Because
0: here on Long Island, we have these things that call cave crickets or, like, uh, camel crickets. It's, like, a big Sorry. cricket that just jumps at you. And, like, they're harmless. They don't, but they're just scary. And they come. And they
1: jump at you?
0: Yeah, because they're blind. So, like, their defense is they jump <laughs> at whatever's, like, near them. So, like, I, they come in through, like, my garage and... Every once in a while, I'll see one in here. Like it's more if you have a basement; they're more in the basements and stuff like that. Like my brother has them, and he puts down traps. And so, like I bought, I I don't like going near these things. I would just throw like a shoe at it and hopefully hit it. So what I did was I bought the salt gun and I shoot it with salt, and it stuns it. Then I could take my shoe and knock it out and just then uh, you know dispose of it. <laughs> just vacuum up the salt and with the with whatever was left of it, and that's that's how I get rid of it.
1: So before the salt gun, did you get really good at the shoe?
0: No. And I would just live oh, okay. in fear. I would live in fear for a couple of days until, until I could finally, I could always like it would hide then it would come out again. <laughs> Actually, it's probably about like six or seven years ago. Um, my, my girlfriend at the time, she saw one in the living room and she was like, babe, come in here real quick. So I come in and she's like, and there it is. I'm like, well, I'm not touching it. I said, you got to <laughs> do that. So she actually ended up killing it. So I guess that's why I'm I'm alone right now is because, you know, I don't do the manly right, things right. like that.
1: You're like, must kill your own spiders, bugs, slugs, all the things. At work, it's
0: the same thing. I call the guy. I call another guy. I come over. I come here. Yeah, you got to kill the bug in my office. I, I'm not touching it. <laughs> Does it matter the size
1: or we're just like any creepy crawler?
0: I mean, I could deal with like a fly or like an ant. Okay. Well, like when it Lots start- of
1: flies here. Lots of flies
0: Yeah, here. When it starts getting to, like, so- yeah. I, I, I can't deal with it.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree <laughs> completely.
0: Yeah. You see, we talk about everything on here, right? Talk about my pho- you, yeah. the phobias. I really, since you posted that, I've been wanting to talk to you about that, how, like, you scared me with that that spider.
1: Yeah. It's fine <laughs> outside, but, like, in the house, not okay. Yeah. So I, I, could, got- I, could,
0: I could deal with that, too.
1: We got the wet, dry back. A wee. A wee my husband I didn't I was (laughs) freaking out in the corner uh but yeah cause I well here's like TMI I had just gone to the restroom and he found it behind the toilet okay like is that you're talking about nightmares like that could just come up on you yes I mean your back is to it
0: they make a they made a movie about that arachnophobia it was all over the place
1: so i don't know how we got here about my spider well because I, 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 I here we are well you know what it was
0: it was that you, it was in, you know burned in my memory that story i watched right. of, of the spider <laughs> and i just had i had to tell you about it but no i mean well
1: th- besides that there's so much good in texas like the food Is a real, a real good reason to come here. I've
0: seen that like the places you guys have been already. It looks, looks absolutely amazing. Now, do you find that like challenging as far as trying to stay on a plan or anything or you're like, whatever? um... Yeah,
1: no. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Actually, I was just thinking about your episode a few weeks ago where you were talking about being, like, feeling as though you were a fraud because you were coming... you Like, you used that word. Yeah. And I wanted to, like, wrap my arms around you and be like, oh. no! Because <laughs> it's like, that's real fucking life, you know? Like, I'm sorry. I don't know if you can... Actually, you had Biz on here. I know you can cook. <laughs> um, so, you're good. <laughs> Love you, Biz. Um, <laughs> so... Like that's real fucking life. Yeah. my My world has been turned upside down, pretty much, the past three four months, where we decided we were going to move to Texas, and so it's like I don't really know what a plan is right now. I'm gonna be honest with you.
0: I I, I get that. So, I totally get that.
1: Yeah. Um. But. So I'm like enjoying the exploring our town and trying new things and doing all of that. And then the creating balance on the other side of it when we're not going out or we're not, uh, you know, enjoying someplace new. And so uh, I'm trying to ease into what a plan looks like for Taylor in this new season of life.
0: I, I get that. Cause like you said, you know, and I, you know, if anybody follows you on Instagram, if you don't Taylor may tasty, go give Taylor a follow, <laughs> you know, you've documented what this move was and it was anything like almost like anything that could go wrong, went wrong.
1: Absolutely. You know, like, that you, is the tagline.
0: <laughs> like you see people like move and it's like, Oh, here we go. We pack it up. We go. And yay, we're here. And that was like the opposite for you. So like what you're saying is like, yeah, real life happens. So like, I, maybe the plan right now has to be getting through this. Yeah. And then I'll revisit what I have to once everything is settled.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And to relate that to what's happened with the world in the last year and a half, I mean, we're, you know, going to be pushing on two years here, almost like the same thing. Nobody saw any of this coming. Right. It's like so many things in 2020. And then, 2021 like we're still in the thick of it right and so it's like we don't have the exact tools that we know to equip for this exact situation because we've never been in it
0: yeah and so it's it's like
1: all the stuff that we know that works for us started to not work for us
0: oh yeah I got through most of it and then all of a sudden like you said it's a stop working
1: yeah Exactly. So um, I I did, too. I feel like I got through most of it. And past that, I mean, we lost like Dustin's mom. We were caretakers for 15 months with his grandfather in our house with stage four lung cancer. Like I uprooted from living alone, single living the American dream, single living alone. (laughs) Please, everyone do it at some point in your life love my husband. But uh, yeah, <laughs> until until I live with my mom, you know, we, my mother, my husband and I, we all live in Texas together. But before that, I was like, Mom, you are living the American dream, like single living alone, you don't have to answer to anybody. Um, and so until that person comes into your life, that's like elevating your life, you know, that yeah. it's a whole different story, but moved from living alone to like living in a house with, another person. It's a whole thing. And so I had gotten through so much of that, but just this year has totally taken a toll for sure on the, on the wellness side of it where, and it's, With me, you know, I'm an accountability coach. I teach all about goals and, like, breaking them into milestones and how do you take this big, massive goal and break it into attainable steps, right? Yeah. But, like, you can only have so many goals at one time.
0: Yeah. That's what I was actually going to bring into the the coaching aspect of it. So how long have you been coaching? um,
1: Uh, So where I started my business, uh, about two years.
0: Two years you've you've been coaching. Um, no, just how does this differ from, uh, you were, you were on WW Are you're still doing WW or not. Um, but how does that differ from that kind of, uh, program or plan?
1: Yeah. So I don't, I'm not going to tell you what to eat. I'm not going to tell you how to move your body. I'm not going to tell you how often to move your body. I'm going to be there to be accountability as you tell me what you want. Right. Okay. So like, every plant, I have clients. So I have a monthly membership and I have clients that are on WW. I have clients that track macros. I have clients that, um, they have smoothies every morning and salads for every lunch. And then kind of like eat whatever is the family's eating for dinner, like all different wellness plans. Right. But it's like, where are we starting here? So, so often we're so obsessed with like, what am I eating? How am I moving my body? Am I drinking enough water? Like all these things, but we don't start with like, why, how did we get here in the first place? Like how, what are we thinking as we're going along this? Like all of this self-love that um, we want to feel, but like, how are you actually thinking to get there through this journey, right? And so all of the accountability that comes along with that, Um, and that's really like what I foster in my space. So I'm definitely, I am not a nutritionist. I am not a personal trainer. I am not any of that.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what that sounds like is actually what, you know, I do WW and the workshops that helps keep me accountable, but it's like that if you need somebody like, a lot of people, and I guess that's why Instagram has become such a, a a great place for people to go. They're missing that. They're missing that person to reach out to keep accountable. They feel like they're on this alone. So this seems like a great thing where someone could just, here you are, you know, is it, is it a group setting or is it one-on-one?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's both scenarios. So I do one-on-one coaching and then I also do um, group and the monthly membership. And really like you touched on it. It's, community it's not feeling alone right it's knowing like you're saying i felt like a fraud because i was going on my podcast that is has become about wellness right and like doing wellness check-ins and like what's going on but then i'm not like quote unquote practicing what i preach when (laughs) in reality it's like every like not everybody, right? Not everybody. Yeah. But there are so many people that are in that same boat with you. Like, they they want to feel seen. They want to feel heard. Like, oh, my gosh, wait, I'm not the only person in this world <laughs> that's dealing with these feelings. I'm not the only person in this world that has, like, gotten through most of this pandemic, but now it's hard for me. Like, we want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be felt in that, like, oh my gosh, I actually can step through life knowing that other people are going through the exact same thing as me and look at what he's doing.
0: Yeah, that actually was... Look
1: at what she's doing.
0: That was the messages I got and the feedback I got was this, that I wish I would have done it earlier because, you know, I come on here and, I, you know, it's, like I said, like I feel like a fraud in a way, but I also, it was like, you know, I was embarrassed to, to say what was going on and the weight that I put back on and, you know, and... I just, you know, was that's why I was having guests almost every week because it was easier to hide what's going on in my life. We just, you know, if I'm talking to somebody else about theirs and and everything like that. So when I did come out and say, "Hey, this is what's been going on since November and really I've been struggling and the program has been almost non-existent." And when I it felt good one to get it out. That was like the best thing. But the feedback I got from people saying like, you know, yeah, I'm going to say thank you. Like, finally, I could relate to somebody going through the same thing. So I can see where, like, this this group would definitely come in, you know, in handy for somebody who needs that. And where could they find it? Like, if somebody wants to, to join up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, right now it's TaylorMeTC.com backslash membership. So that is the monthly group. They get monthly coaching, monthly get. I have monthly guest coaching on there as well every month workbooks and then we go live twice a month for our accountability group so you call your shots like everyone gets to call whatever shots and i have entrepreneurs on there that are calling like their business shots and i have people in the wellness space that's like their number one goal right now calling those shots and so it's about like did you say did you do what you said you were going to do if you didn't why are we using excuses are we working through it Do we need to change the goal, right? So, like, sometimes we put timelines or numbers or, like, all these things on these goals where maybe it just needs to be stripped back. And I just need to start with the next five pounds. I just need to start with, uh, you know, writing the blog post or whatever it is that they have um, their goals in mind.
0: Well, that's what I did. I I started over again. I started at zero. That's it. I erased everything that I – well, the success I had in the past because I was still down – substantial amount when i did that i I, you know i but i felt like it was i was you know like when you have money in the bank and you're like i'm not going to touch it, but you keep spending it that's what it was for me where i kept on going falling back on it and the number kept on getting less and less and less and i was like you know what let me just start this over and for me that held me like accountable and and helped me you know go through it and like even this week like you know i felt i had a great week i tracked everything and i had i had a gain but like i I'm moving past it and Mm -hmm. because I help, I feel like I held myself accountable by going like in the past. I just wouldn't have went, like I said to the guy tonight, I'm like, I just Mm -hmm. wouldn't have went. Mm -hmm. I just would have like, you know, "Eh, I'm up this week. I'll just, you know, I'll see you next week or two weeks, whatever it is, you know, and that's where I got myself into trouble. So I think accountability, no matter what program you're doing is, is is a big thing.
1: Yeah. And I think even though that's, it's almost like this, like monumentous, like, moment where you decide okay i'm just gonna start from where my weight is right now right and it's like this symbolic sort of like ritual almost where we're like okay well this is like this is reality right now but what you're taking with you is like all the knowledge right like i always say that your bounce back is your superpower because you know you know what to do. You know that you should still show up today and weigh in, even though you mentioned that you like, weren't seeing numbers drop like throughout the week. No, the kind scale was
0: a, uh, scale was a dingus this week. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> but like, you know, that that one week isn't going to make what it says at the end of the year or a year from now or two years from now, like it's all of those weeks added up. Right. And so it's, yeah that knowledge that you had before, yes, you're starting from that number that you're at right now, but it's everything that's up here that's going with you.
0: And that's, that's the biggest change with the mindset. And that's what I lost that for a while. I was not in the right frame of mind. I was letting things get to me. I was just, you know, and I, and I look, I think back, like, you know, especially, you know, Facebook loves to show you what was going on a year ago on that day. And I look at myself from a year ago, two years ago, And I'm like, I wish I had that drive and that motivation back. And I'm getting there, but it's just something Mm -hmm. that, you know, I really want. But I know I'm not going to get it if I don't, you know, do what, you know, day by day, do what I show up for myself and, and, you know, really put the work in that kind of totally.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the things that you mentioned that's super relatable, too, is um, at least for me, is that if something's happy, I'm like woo, let's celebrate with something, you know, extravagant or indulgent or something like new and different or something (laughs) we haven't had before. Right. And then if something's sad, I'm like, okay, let me, let me go to this too. Like it's for me, it's either emotion. So where like my husband, when he's stressed or there's like sadness involved, he doesn't want anything to do with food where I'm like, I'm with you where it's yeah. all the range of emotions Give me the food. that, yeah, the food is like a celebratory, it's comfort, it's reward. It's like all of these things. So how you mentioned, you know, it's about the consistency of you had that really late night that you were like, I'm going to maybe go through McDonald's on the way home, which you didn't. It's yeah. like, that is where, the turning point is where even though the emotion can still come in, it's the how do you change the habit of that? Yeah, I and mean, that's going to be consistency over time. You not going time after time after time will become a habit.
0: Yeah. And it was like back way before I even started this journey. That was just a habit. I would leave a, a comedy club and there it is. There's McDonald's, there's Wendy's, there's Burger King. And I would also I would eat also to keep me awake on drives. You know, like because I'm like, okay, if I'm busy eating and drinking soda and coffee and this and that, I'll I'll stay awake. You know, then it just became like a habit. I leave and like the first thing I want to do is like I train myself that I have to go get this food in me, and I did. I had that late night a couple of weeks ago. I was leaving a comedy club and I really had that urge because it was a stressful it was a stressful night, and I just really had that urge to just go. and I was like, you know what, let me go home go to bed is where I should be. I should be sleeping cause I've work tomorrow and it, it was better. And I was actually more happy the next day when I woke I couldn't wait to tell somebody about it. I was like, guess what I didn't do last night. I didn't
1: even McDonald's. Yeah, totally. But like somebody that can relate to that will be, yeah. will be in it with you in that celebration of like, Oh yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, that's definitely one of the things too, is like in coaching that I, um, Empower them to think about is like how do you want to feel at the end of the night when you lay your head down to go to bed? Like let's think about a Thanksgiving or a holiday, something that you know people typically stuff themselves sick. Like how do you want to feel when you lay your head down at the end of the night? Like on or... Thanksgiving,
0: I don't want to roll over. That's how I want it.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's how I want to feel. Like,
1: scary. Does this come with a stomach pump as well? Yeah. That's... Yeah. So it's like, how do you want to feel at the end of the night? Or you're like you just said, how do you want to feel the next morning? Do you want to wake up proud? Wake yeah. up like, wow, I actually made I actually made the right decision. Right? And it,
0: it was the right first right decision I like really made since I started. It was actually that that week that I started over. It was that week. So it was like that first decision. And like that really pushed me. To be like, okay, let's. You got only a couple more days to wait, and you could do this, and you can get through it. And uh, I was, I was really proud of that. I talk, I did talk about that, like on on the podcast and everything, because it was just a moment that I didn't think was going to happen. You know, I really when I was leaving, it was in my head, like, okay, you're gonna. And I just had to like force myself to turn the car the other way. Like, look, really I got out and I pushed the car. I'm like, no, oh, go this way and. It was, it was, it was a good moment. And I was very happy to share it with, you know, my group too, that I meet with on Monday nights at, at WW they were all happy as well. So that was, that was fun.
1: Love that. Yeah, definitely.
0: Now you got into coaching with, um, what made you get that push into coaching? Like what was that the driving force behind that?
1: It was coming to the realization that I had been what I call now a retired serial quitter (laughs) So I had serially quit, if that's a word, I don't know if that's a word, but I had been a serial quitter for years. I mean, just everything things I was good at, like I was MVP of my water polo team and I quit the last year that I could play. I was good at volleyball, basketball, like things even that I was good at, I would still just quit. And specifically on wellness, so many different times, it was just like, okay, I see some results. I didn't really understand the concept behind, you know, now it's a very big buzzword, but like your why, why are you doing this? How is yep. that a motivating factor in your journey? And so as I started this and learned about myself and started I was reading a ton of books about like how the brain works and how we think and what the inner workings in there. And, um, and sort of like that personal development side, like self help side, if you will, was coming out more and more. And, um, and I was like, wow, what if, if I was a serial quitter, like maybe other people resonate with that. And so started talking about that. And then I got a business coach and I've actually found, well, in moving too, but um, old laptops that had business plans for yeah. um, previous like coaching style businesses that I wanted to coach mothers and daughters because my mom and I have had like really close relationship seasons and really ones where we wanted to tear each other's throats out. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, while this wasn't a new idea, it's not a a new idea to me. It was like, this is that path that I just felt called to talk about because again, like I was saying, we become obsessed with what we're eating and drinking and moving where like, I want women to be obsessed with like how they're thinking.
0: Have you ever done any coaching or anything like that in the past like with any other companies or anything?
1: Um, on the business side, not so much the like personal. Oh, side. okay. Yeah.
0: So you yeah. had some experience in the business side of it, and now you needed the personal aspect right, of
1: it. Right. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Very good. And yeah. you were, for a while, were you? Or my mistake. You were a WW ambassador as well.
1: Yes, I was. Oh, I
0: was. So how yeah. long? How long were you an ambassador for?
1: I want to say just under a year. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. I just. Um. I actually ended up stepping away from that prior to it ending um, for a multitude of reasons, but, um, but yeah. I so.
0: <laughs> I heard a lot. Yeah. Some of the, re- I had Steph on here um, not too long ago and she had yeah. a lot of those same reasons and everything. And I was talking to her about like, because the, the, the program ended, I, I felt like, you know, cause I always wanted to be one. That was like my, it was a goal of mine. I mean, it was, almost like I felt like a carrot that was being dangled in front of me. I've had, you know, yes. I had meetings with them. I, you know, I was down at corporate. I spoke to their, you know, their product team. I did a podcast with them, you know, that the podcast I have, and not saying that was my idea. It was my idea. Um, <laughs> like, you know, they, they, they definitely check in on what I'm doing, but you know, that was kind of like that thing they kept on telling me like, no, you're what we're looking for. What we're looking for. So it was definitely a thing for me, like, I was like, okay, this is a goal. This is, and then when it ended, I feel like a lot of us were like, well, what are we doing this for? Like, is it? Mm-hmm. And I and I feel like it, that's one of the maybe the reasons they ended it to begin with was because I think people got so, you know, in, obsessed with becoming an ambassador that they really didn't look at what the – you know, okay, no, you're not here to do that. You're here. You joined to get yourself right and everything. So, did you feel like even if? Um, So you didn't leave the program when you left it and they ended it. How would you have felt about that ending? Would you have been okay with it? Or was it, you think it was time?
1: Yeah, I, well, I do see. So I was very much like you, like I was, um, I had done a few other things in connection with them. Like I did an Instagram takeover, things like that prior to being an ambassador. And I felt as though, leading up to it and then most of my ambassadorship I was uh like trying so hard to to fill that role like I took really great pride in oh my gosh they chose me and now I need to like even you know be even more on so to speak um and then I got a little bit too far behind the curtain (laughs) uh where you know they say not to meet your heroes kind of thing and I was on set for a commercial that went really just south right before um COVID so actually the commercial didn't even air ever or like (laughs) it didn't for anyway I'm not in it um, and there was a whole slew of things that happened, like I said, behind the curtain, and and even even with the uh, and the my oh I'm like my friends, like you don't know them, <laughs> Stephanie and Laura, right? Um, <laughs> wine over matter. They touched on like clicks within yeah the um, ambassadorship too, and I saw behind that curtain a little bit on on set there too and so for me it was like a long time coming i had felt resentful that i was an ambassador and just kind of like this was not the community that i was craving and that kind of also pushed me into like let me just you know they say if you see something out there that you want it's like then create it like you created this i mean you created your own community within this too and it's like that's exactly what I did. And so I just didn't feel so many of them. I love, I still like mm-hmm. have connections with now, but it's just like, I didn't feel that it was beneficial on my end. And then I felt like I was checking a box on their end of being, you know, free.
0: I, I get that. Cause I felt on my end, like trying to become one, I was trying to do everything they wanted me to do. And yeah. even, you know, you don't realize, but I was editing my, my, my podcast that way. Like as far as like things I was doing and my social media, I wasn't being a hundred percent what I wanted, you know, cause I, I'm a stand up comic. So like, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not like, you know, the cleanest person in the world. Sometimes like I curse yeah. and I say things and my sense of humor can be a little warped. And I, fi- I found myself, you know, having tell friends, okay, I, I deleted your, your comment cause of this. And, like I didn't, I didn't want it on the page and I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like I'm, I'm, it's not, it goes against everything I stand for as a comedian, as far as like, you know, free speech, say what you got to say, you know, you should be mm-hmm. able to, this is your page, this is your journey, put it out there. Don't not, don't worry about what, what a corporation thinks. And really what got me was like, you know, they had me up there for, for the, they were thinking about starting a podcast and they had me up there as a guest and they picked my brain for a while about like, you know, the podcast and everything. And they, they said like, you know, we don't know how we'd put this out. And I was like, well, you have an app. With every single member of millions of members, I said, "Why don't you just release it on that?" And lo and behold, this year the podcast was released on the app. So, you know, and then I I see things. I'm not just saying this because I'm you know I, I'm being conceited or anything, but things I've said on my posts have been in their posts mm-hmm. and things like that. So, and they told me they listened to the podcast, and I hope they're listening now and they can mm-hmm. hear this. You know, because I really don't care at this point. Um, there's really nothing you can do. Uh, but you know, I just found, like you said, you get behind the curtain and you see things oh, right. that, and, cause I went into it with like, you know, I feel like sometimes when I, when I first dating a girl and she's got those rose colored glasses on and she thinks I'm the greatest thing in the world. And then she starts seeing like, you know, the obsession with star Wars and 90210 <laughs> and, and all that other stuff. And then that, it all goes away and you know, wrestling and all that stuff. And, but that's what it was. Like, and so when people started leaving the program, like a mass exit, I was like, what? Are and I think that's also pushed it a little bit, you know, to, to go away. But I feel like Instagram in itself is a better place. And this is weird for me to say because I wanted to be one so long. I think it's a better place without it. Do you, th- you feel the same?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think that um, there was also a lot of pressure, too, because you as an ambassador had to have like, a voice and opinion about everything that the company is doing, but you're like, yo, like I want you to know I'm not in those board meetings. Like I did not make any of these decisions much less did they send, you know, like we could have been, it just, it could have been a different um, venture for Mm -hmm. sure. But I just feel like it was a lot of pressure. Like, as an ambassador, to feel like you were a voice for a huge corporation. Yeah. And while they, um, I, you just touched on it, like they have, and there's no, there's no new idea, right? Everyone's taking a variation of an old idea, and I get that. But like, as a corporation with millions, billions of dollars, if you're going to look to someone like you, at, like, do the right thing. either credit it, uh, put your money where your mouth is. I, you, you know, you can be a consultant, like 1099 something. Right. But like, and this has happened to me too. And Stephanie would actually message me and be like, how do you not get mad about this? (laughs) And that's from other people on Instagram Taking, I don't have very many recipes. I could probably count them on one hand at taking my re- one of my five recipes. Yeah, you five. Like, you,
0: know, you know, that's mine. Yeah, <laughs> I know
1: them well. Thank you. Um, So it's like just r- silly things. Like I'm just – I don't have the energy for it. I just don't. And that was the thing. Like, again, people look to you to have that voice or back them up or want to fight with them or yeah. whatever. You know, just like the keyboard – can became a very, really ugly place. I, I mean, it just
0: did. I saw that because I'm friends with a lot of former ambassadors that were ambassadors of the program, you know, Long Island, there's, there's a lot here. And that's where I really first met when I, when I first started, you know, bec- coming into the community. And like, I would go to the, because I would see like something happen and like they would attack these people. Like, no, this is not them. This is not, they didn't say this. Like, you know, right. how, how could you not speak? You know, it, how could you not speak out? How could you not have a voice? Because it's not their voice. It's not what they, it's not what they're standing behind. You know, it's, it's almost like if you, you know, if my boss goes out and says something, I didn't tell him to say it. He said it. Right. What, what am I going to do about it? I'm here for a paycheck? I, what am I Right. You know, that's the kind of thing. And you're right. Like, you know, when you, you touched on before something that really, I never thought the two correlated when you said like, you know, give something back, like, you know, you're taking these ideas that's one of the reasons I didn't, I didn't sign with the manager at one point. Like, you know, at one point there was this guy who wanted to manage, he was looking to manage younger comics and stuff like that. And when I had the meeting with them, I had a phone meeting. The first thing they were like, well, what are you going to bring to the table? And I was like, no, what are you bring to the table? I said, I got the X, Y, and Z. This is what I got. I said, so now what are you going to, what's your plans for me moving this forward? You're not going to leech off of that because they want x amount of my my money off the board i'm like well you're not taking from there because i have that already that's mine i got that on my own you could whatever Now, what do you bring to the table and when i did that they were like okay well you know thank you we'll think about it you know I, and people there was other comics that just signed right on and i think that was the same thing with the with the program in a way that like you know and i would have been that guy i would have been like if i got that email I'm like yes here i am totally. this is what i wanted you know take whatever mm-hmm. you want you want a podcast take it. it's yours now like and i would have I don't actually give it away, but like that kind of feeling where I wanted it so bad. And now with the ending, I just see a different, a different wave over social media. Like people can actually, it's almost like a lot of the ambassadors too, they're doing programs, other programs and they're happy and they're finally like, you know, they're succeeding and they're, Mm -hmm. they're really happy in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like, you know, that's a great thing. And like, was that something what you're coaching? Did they not want you to coach or was that a conflict with them?
1: No, actually, I, I'm very surprised, but that never um, came up. However, I, I did leave before I launched my own oh, okay. monthly membership. Although, again, I'm not, I, you know, I believe in the WW program. I believe that it works. Mm-hmm. I believe that it's, it gives a ton of tools for people. I believe in that. I think they just recently within the past few years have gotten into the mindset part of it. Yeah. um, With a lot of things they've done with the app and all of that. Um, And, and so I was like, I need to step away before I talk, you know, before I'm going to have my own. And again, tons of my clients are WW members. So they pay a monthly membership for that and they pay a monthly membership to be in the community about, you know, accountability and goals and mindset and all of that. So, yeah, but that never came up. Um, But I do agree with you in that it was getting, you know, although I think what happens is where people look to certain Um, you know, influencers or whatever you want to call it online to like, I want, why aren't you mad about this? Like, (laughs) I'm mad about this. I want you to feel how I feel. And I want you to put your voice out there because they think, you know, I mean, and it's true. Like they do have influence. Right. But also like there, that is only one sliver of, like, the life pie, right? I yes. think what we forget about is that, okay, like, Karen, you can be mad about this <laughs> nut butter or whatever the fuck <laughs> you're mad about. The but, like, also, is. hi, these people are trying to, like, work and build a life and take care of family and friends and go through just normal things and then also this pandemic and then, uh, you know, just everything that's going on and then also have to give a shit about what they're eating, how they're moving, (laughs) how much water they're drinking and sleep, like all of these things. And it's just like you cannot fight every battle. You just can't.
0: I mean, it's crazy to think Um, about like in the last year there was a peanut butter scandal. I mean, think about Yeah, it. peanut butter. Right. Like, right. you know, it was funny. I had, um, my buddy Leon on, um, and he was like, he was like "Is peanut, butter. He goes, I like Skippy anyway. He's like, it's, it was, I, I ate the real thing. And I don't know like, peanut butter with candy in it. He goes, I like Skippy. <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's true though. Like people were like, what do you think about the nut butter people? I'm like, well, and I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. And someone actually, d- someone DM me and like, what do you think about the nut butter? I'm like. I've never had it. And they're like, no, about this. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not in the dark with it. I like text somebody. I'm like, what's going on with this?
1: No, I know. I completely agree. Uh, And it's like, you can't know every scandal
0: that's
1: going on. And then also, you know, know about every news piece that's happening (laughs) and everything that's happening in your own life, and then be
0: entertained. You know, it's like yeah, I was like, I'm hanging on by a thread. I don't need a a peanut butter. Like, I'm I'm about to lose it any second. Like, I have panic attacks at work. I'm like, let me just just deal with myself for a little bit. It was. It's crazy. It's (sighs) it's a crazy, and that's the thing. That's the other side of social media that um that makes me like, if I didn't have this podcast and I wasn't involved in this. I, I I envy people that are like off the grid sometimes because like it's mm-hmm. people will hold you like a, a, a bad accountable. Like, you know, you stand like I've had guests on and stuff like, and I had a comedian on one time and he cursed a lot and I put a disclaimer up. I said, listen, there's going to be explicit language on this one. And I got a message from somebody said, I know you're going to delete that podcast. And I'm like, I'm not going to delete anything. I said, it was, he was talking real feelings and he was talking from his heart and, as somebody who, you know, is for free speech, I'm going to let that podcast stand. And I got a lot of good responses, too. But, like, they were like, no, you should stand on, you know, I, my kids listen to that. I'm like, well, don't uh, listen Maybe You should tell your kids not to say those words. Right. You know, I let, <laughs> or
1: use them in the right context.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I shouldn't, you know, I'm not I'm not a parent. I mean, I let my nephews watch yeah. the naked scene in Titanic this this Saturday. Um, <laughs> but that was, you know, they asked me to and I did it. And that's the kind of uncle I am. So, but like, that's so I'm, maybe don't go by me about what, you know, how you should parent kids. But, um, I just, you know, I was just like, okay, so just don't let him listen to it. Cause you know, I, I was raised in, you know, where my parents were you know, they were big Howard Stern fans. And I grew up on Howard Stern. So I was six years old. He was, that's when he came to K rock in New York. And that's when he was on at six in the morning. So my father would be like listening. He'd be shaving in the bathroom and like, he would start getting raunchy. My mother would turn it down. My father would come out like shaving. He's like, lid. I'm shaving in there. I can't hear it. He turned it back up again. And like he would say to us, I'll let you, you know, you hear this. He goes, but once I hear you repeat it, it's gone. That's it forever. And it was kind of like it taught us that responsibility a little bit where I don't think people are really holding themselves responsible enough. And I think it goes into all aspects of social media, life, and everything else. Um, Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. But yeah, (laughs) I'm just saying, it does come back to that whole thing of like, you know, we are just like a, a face on a social media platform that, you know, there is a life behind it. Like, you know, I'm sure, you know, people, I think, you know, following you, this, you know, you're moving everything. You know, I, I'm shocked at how well you handled it. You know, I would have been in I would have been on the side of the road. I would still be on the side of the road somewhere like not, but you like you came on there and it was the most real thing I ever seen. And I, I'm, I was jealous. Cause I don't think it'd ever be that real in my life. You came on that. You were like, this is it. This is what's going on. Did you get a positive response from that? Or people were like, I don't want to. Oh my
1: gosh, yes. It took me. I mean, it took me probably two weeks to actually answer everybody's. I had gone back and forth between (laughs) California and Texas two times before I answered everybody's DMs. But it just was. I just know from experience, like how invested people get, and they were already invested on like why we were moving, yeah. and if, you know, our little girls coming, and like what are we gonna do there, and all the things that like came with it. And I will tell, like, you're saying you would be on the side of the road, like, still there. I'm
0: still there. I, was still I there. can, I can,
1: let, I can boss bitch like <laughs> nobody's business, but I'm also. I can also curl up in a ball. And in that moment, when our transmission died 20 minutes out from our house, I wanted, I wanted to curl up in a ball. But I was just like, the first question that came out of my mouth was, What's the solution? What is the solution? Like, we just, it's, you know, 4 30 in the morning. We're planning on being in Texas in the next 48 hours. Like, what is the solution? And so it just was riffing solutions yeah. and like calling this place and dealing with it that way. But I, I am not always like that. So
0: I got anxiety like, watching it. I, we, Cause you know, I started watching it and like, it was like pieced together. Like, you know, this happened and this happened. I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, I, I, I'm speaking for myself. Like I would just, I would just literally lay on the floor. I was just like, okay, I'm not, this is where I live now. I live on the floor now. Yeah. This is, this is where I live on the street. And it's great.
1: Right. Exactly. Well, that was the thing. It's like, well, we can't go back to where <laughs> we were from. So, like, our only, our only solution is to get to our new house. Like, that's it. I mean. And you did it. Yeah. And we did. Eventually, Amazing. we got here.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I saw today you have, like, one box left, which is, like, I'm like, Oh, my God. Yeah, I, you really.
1: I actually hit it out of frame. It's like over here because it was sitting there and I was like, oh, that looks messy. So it's over here.
0: But You really got like everything like you hit the ground running. I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Is that something you You know, I don't know if, how much this ties into like the whole, you know, starting the accountability thing. Is this something you would have done maybe like even like five years ago, six years ago?
1: Uh, no, probably not taking a huge risk like this. Absolutely not. I mean, I left my nine to five to go into um, full-time coaching and then left everything I've ever known. I I grew up, like you just said, you know, you're born and raised um, in New York. Like I, same thing all over California, Southern California, but like I've never lived anywhere else and so that was and friends and family and all the things that you know but it's it's scary but it's also like once you go through I feel like once you're on an intentional wellness journey you're just like what else am I capable of? All right. Well, I showed resilience in this scenario. So let me see if I have resilience in this scenario. Like what else can I do? How else can I grow? How else can I just like elevate life? And that's really what this was about. It's like, okay, let's see if we can build a bigger, better life for...
0: This all translates into everything else. Like it spills out, which is great. And you mentioned like you, Southern California... I've known, I know you're very good friends with Laura and Steph. I've known Laura. She's one of the first people I've actually, we actually followed each other when I first started getting involved in social media. We had like a lot in common. Like she's into baseball, hockey. We like different teams, of course. Um, my teams are better yeah. the Yankees and the Islanders. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's that's how I, I first like discovered you guys because you guys were always like had meetups. Did you guys know each other before or is that somebody you met through the community?
1: No, that's funny that you said, like, well, she likes sports. So she saw one of my pictures where I had gone to a hockey game in Las Vegas, but was wearing a jersey from our orange team in uh, the Ducks. Ducks. And so, um, but I was wearing a very old, like, Mighty Ducks jersey. And so she was like, oh, you're... Which is my husband's. I don't own any of those. Um, but I was like, "This is cool. I look cool." Um, and so I, <laughs> so she was like, "Oh, I love your jersey." And then I realized, you know, she was from Southern California, also a Ducks fan. Yeah. And so then our first actual meetup was what is called a diehards party. So they have like a a club if you will um i think it's like their nonprofit or something that you can join every season and you become a diehard and so they have a wrap party at the end of the the season so we met up at one of those and just kind of like hit it off with each other and so yeah we've been friends ever since and Um, but I I will say like the SoCal community is really good at or was until, you know, we couldn't, um, meetups, just like all different people planning them and getting together and opening their homes and, um, it's just like has been, and I know you have some of that in Long Island. Yeah. Like, you guys have your beach meetup, which always looks so freaking fun. Yeah, it was. It's, um, it
0: was, I, you know, I was like, I was like the only guy there, but it's definitely, it was, it's, <laughs> I'm like one of the girls though, anyway. So it's, it's yeah, like, very welcoming. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, they would feel weird, like I, one guy being there and they're all, you know, but they're very welcoming. And it was it's great though. It's, it's a great community. Long Island's got a, a great, um, community. So does Southern California. I talked to a lot of people in that, that area. And that's one of the reasons why I want to come out there too, is to, to meet all these great people.
1: Yeah, no, you definitely need to plan that trip, especially. Yeah. So we talked about this sort of offline. You have never been in a different time zone, never
0: been in a different time zone. No, uh, maybe on a cruise, we might've crossed over on something, but other okay. than that, like I've never been like most West I've been is Asheville, North Carolina and Pennsylvania. That's really the most West I've been. Um, I'm pretty much a East coast guy. Like when I do travel somewhere, I go see my cousin in Florida. He's in, he's in Boca Raton. I go down there. Um, or I do like, I like, I like to drive. So like, you know, day driving trips or, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And comedy hasn't taken me that far yet. Comedy's take, you know, as far as it's just, you know, North and South and, Pennsylvania is really the, the furthest that's taken me, you know, um, West. So, uh, yeah, I've been trying, I want to get out there a little more. It's, it's definitely been yeah. fun to, to see things.
1: Absolutely. I like how you said yet. Comedy hasn't taken me out there yet.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, comedy's kind of different for me right now than it used to be. Um, just after the pandemic and things going on with me with that and, Kind of starting over almost in a way, but it's gonna be worth it. And I have a a plan and an idea of what I want to do, and just gonna take some time to execute that. But yes, it. I the plan is for it to me to take me all over. That's that's the plan that I have for it.
1: I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yes, I'm excited for you to enjoy a different time zone. Yeah. So you you I, can see how much it
0: messes you up. If you promise me there's no bugs in Texas, I'll, I'll make that. I'll make my Texas a <laughs> stop. There has to be zero bugs that day. If they can make it that happen. I w-
1: <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll promise that
0: uh,
1: that Dustin will take care of the bug.
0: You know what I noticed Let's say that. Dustin wears uh same kind of hats I wear, the Violent Gentleman hats.
1: Yes, he's a big fan of the Violent Gentleman Me brand. Me too. I love yes. that
0: I love that brand. Uh, my buddy Dan Barry who's a professional wrestler here on Long Island and a comedian they actually send him stuff to wear because he's like, you know, a advocate for the brand and stuff. And that's how yeah, I got into yeah. it. And I've turned other people onto to it because we're big hockey guys. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a great brand. I, I love, I have the hat. It says, nobody likes us. We don't care. And that's like my attitude with most things. But yeah. I, I noticed that, you know, in the pictures he's wearing that. And Laura told me that she knows the brand as well. I guess it started in Southern California.
1: Yeah, actually in Orange County. Okay. I believe yeah yeah, yeah so he's a he's a big fan of it um, he's bought me a few things so I have it too and
0: yes <laughs> well that's that's it's awesome that's great. I'm glad you wear that and like you know we gotta get some Islander stuff I think along the southern the, the, the west coast there. We get some Islander gear you know oh
1: okay that's my team I wore, I wore a Rangers hat once.
0: Oh okay, that's Sorry. I'm deleting this whole podcast. that's it I'm, that's done. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. No, but it's a, that's a huge rival. It's like the, for hockey fans, that's like, you know, we, uh, it's a, it's a big, big rivalry
1: and I'm actually yeah. part of a
0: hockey podcast where I'm the only Islander fan. The other two guys are Ranger fans. So it gets interesting.
1: Oh, that's fun.
0: Yeah. We fight a little that's bit. A
1: lot I love one of my favorite things is just like guys shit talking sports. Oh. I'm a big fan of that. So well, get
0: ready, uh. it's coming, it's gonna be coming out in September. It's good yeah. it's called Comedians on Perfect. Hockey, and we're, it's, it's all it is is us just shit talking each other. Yeah,
1: congratulations, that's exciting. Thank you.
0: Yes, it's uh, gonna be our third season. We didn't do it last year, obviously, because you know what was going on with the pandemic, but uh, right. we're bringing it back this season. And of course the island two best seasons, but I you know we didn't we didn't do it. Uh so yeah, I didn't have bragging rights for those two years, but hopefully this year they they could just be just as good. And um uh, <laughs> I could uh, I could shit talk with them a little more. But anyway, <laughs> we digress. Ta- Tyler, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This was really awesome. And before you go, let everybody know where they could find you, your you know, um your coaching and everything else.
1: Absolutely. So I am at Taylor Made Tasty on pretty much everything. Uh, and then com for all info coaching.
0: There it is. You can follow TaylorMadeTasty on Instagram. Sign up for the coaching. Accountability is key. Uh, we all need it. It's definitely something that you need to get through this journey. Trust me. I'm telling you from firsthand experience, when I didn't have that accountability, that's when things went off the rails. But Taylor, thank you so much for joining me today. I really had a blast, and uh, hopefully, you'll come on in the future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank all, you. All
0: right. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who joined us on Facebook Live and everybody listening at home on your podcast listening devices. This has been episode 188 of the WW Bro Podcast. As always, the podcast is available at wwbropodcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget five star rate and review. I love reading reviews. I love sharing on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. That's you guys. This will played out each week, In and Out, by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. This is available on iTunes as well. My best friend Nick wrote this song. And while you're there, you can check out his new band, Demon Scar. They're dropping new music like crazy. Got a new album coming out September 10th. You can find that on iTunes or you can go to demonscar.bandcamp.com. Long Island, only one place to go for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show, and then get yourself an Uncle Cheese. It is the best sandwich out there. Not just because it's named after me. It really is that good. Definitely go check it out. Finn'sDeli.com. Once again, I want to thank everybody who joined us for episode 188. And don't forget, bonus episode this week, patreon.com slash Podcast. If you don't catch me there, I will talk to you guys next week. It'll probably be an early show on Monday. I don't know yet because of Labor Day. I might do it regular time. Stay tuned. I'll let you know. Other than that, have an awesome week. I'll talk to you guys later.